We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. What is up, Nets fans? Welcome to the Brooklyn Buzz. I'm Nick Faye hitting with a solo recap of the Nets win over the Lakers, 121-104. They take care of business and get the win. LA missing LeBron James and Anthony Davis this game, and obviously the Nets missing Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons. We're going to jump to that and plenty more. Make sure you check the Buzz on all streaming platforms. Also, give us a follow on Instagram at the Brooklyn Buzz Pod. But the Nets get this win because of the bench unit. You know, the bench was awesome in this game, finishing with 66 points, 21 points from Cam Thomas, 21 points from Patty. Mills in a career high 14 rebounds for Dayron Sharp. So we're going to start with that unit and then we'll work our way to the starters. You know, getting to Patty in this game, you know, finished with 21, was plus 26, 7 of 12 from the field, 4 of 7 from 3, 3 of 3 from the free throw line, 3 assists, 2 steals, and obviously defensively has his issues. And you saw them in this game, but there was also a couple hustle plays, but a lot of just big buckets and playing with good energy, moving off ball and coming in locked in, especially when this Nets team at moments did didn't look super engaged, kind of playing down to their opponent, as I mentioned, missing you know the Lakers' two best players, playing a lot of guys that just aren't very good. And the Nets allowed them to get back in the game in that third quarter. But in that fourth, you know, Patty, Cam, and Kyrie really just turned it up. And they were able to just hit the big shots, take advantage of some poor defensive plays, and get buckets. And Cam Thomas stepping up as well. You know, Patty's obviously a veteran's been in this league for a long time, understands his role and how he's gonna get DMPs and he's not gonna play, but when he's called on he's going to have to step up. It's been the same way for Cam, but it's a little bit harder to navigate as a sophomore in the NBA. So give him a lot of credit for finishing with 21 points, eight of 13 from the floor, four of six from three, probably one of his best games from three in his NBA career, had four rebounds, one assist, you know, probably could have had a couple more passes and assists in this game, but the one he did have Utah was very good. So credit to Cam. He did a really nice job. I thought about mixing up his scoring in this game, you know, getting to the rim, but also using that three-point shot. And that's been something we've talked about this season. You know, he's been very hesitant from three, not as aggressive. And in this game, we saw some catch and shoot threes. We also saw some off the dribble step back threes. And those were big buckets. And he's done enough in these games without Kevin Durant to make you look at him to get consistent minutes until KD is back just because of the scoring punch he has and the creation he has and the limitations of a lot of other guys. You know, you look at Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, Seth Curry, you know, 
not necessarily guys that can dominate an ISO. And not that Cam can dominate, but he can do enough and get to his spots. And you can usually tell if he's going to be hot or cold for the night. And if he's having a hot night, that's a scoring that you could use. And tonight, the Nets really needed that. So, you know, credit to Patty and Cam, two guys who've been polarizing all season and have had more than their fair share of bad moments, but combining for 42 in this game and a big reason the Nets were able to have a dominant fourth quarter and win that 36 to 22. So again, guys stepping up when called upon and other guys having poor games. You look at that bench and they did an excellent job tonight and Dayron was one of those guys. Finished with eight points, 20 minutes, 14 rebounds, eight offensive, three assists, one steal, two blocks. Uh, you know, the only issue is probably the five fouls and probably some defensive miscues. You know, at times the communication a little slow, but you like the rim protection, the shot blocking in this game just really played with a ton of energy. And again, the starters not necessarily being super engaged and locking that third quarter, you know, having guys off the bench that can come in and just be aggressive and take advantage of the opportunity. Sharp was one of those guys along with Patty and Cam, as I mentioned. So just having players that want to seize the opportunity and, these minutes are important because without these minutes, the Nets don't win this game. And as we mentioned before, every win matters at this point in time. The Nets are looking to maintain their spot in the standings, you know, just ahead of Cleveland and just behind Philadelphia. So as many games as they can win, especially when a shorthanded team coming into Brooklyn, you need to take care of business. And that's what they did. Another guy off the bench who played really well tonight was Utah Watanabe. You know, he had a stretch in this game where he had a, a driving floater. He knocks down, had a potential and one, a shot block on the other end of the floor. Floor, and then coming back down the floor for a three. He finished with 12 points, five of seven from the field, one of three from three, one rebound, and just really nice to see Utah performing at a high level. Again, we touched on the last podcast, you know, after a rough month, you know, starting to find his form and look more confident out there. I think he's done a better job lately of attacking on the drives because he's really getting ran off of that three-point line. So that's going to be something to keep an eye on moving forward. You know, can he get to the rim? Does he have this in-between floater shot? And also defensively, I thought he did a really nice job on Russell Westbrook. You know, you're starting to see the Nets use Utah more as a point of attack defender than probably previously in the season. And I thought Utah did everything to get the minutes tonight and probably could have even played a little bit more. I believe he only played about seven minutes in that first half. You know, you probably could have gave him closer to 30 tonight. I thought he was really good on both ends of the floor and just did his job out there for this Nets team. And two other guys who played off the bench, Edmund Sumner, Markeith Morris, you know, didn't see that large of minutes. You know, Sumner finished one of five with two points, had two assists and one rebound. You know, the floor was a little clogged. You know, the Lakers did a nice job of shutting down the paint and really clogging the paint in this game. And Sumner just wasn't really able to find opportunities to attack. That's okay. He stepped them in other matchups. And Markeith Morris, you know, you're happy to get those seven minutes of filler. You know, he wasn't terrible. He wasn't great. But, you know, he's just out there kind of filling in the minutes. And sometimes that's really all you need from guys in situations like this. But we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Getting to the starters, you know, Kyrie obviously led them. Not his best game, especially of his latest stretch. Finished with 26 points, 7 of 16 from the floor, 3 of 7 from 3, 9 of 11 from the free throw line. Did have 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, 1 block, and 2 turnovers. You know, I thought the Lakers in this game did a good job of frustrating him, you know, taking him out of rhythm, you know, be it Patrick Beverly, be it traps, be it physicality. You know, they were just really all over him in this game. And at times I would say Kyrie settled for some shots, but he also did a really nice job getting to the free throw line. As I mentioned, 11 free throws in this game, you know, solid defense as he's played over this stretch. And it was nice for him not to have to carry as much as the offensive load as he had in previous games. You know, obviously a couple of big shots in the fourth quarter, but overall, you know, this was 38 minutes for him, but not not the same type of 38 minutes he's played over the last two weeks. So that was a real positive. Um, the rest of the starters, you know, Clax was really good defensively and on the boards. Offensively wasn't involved as much. You know, you saw the Lakers really stick to him on his rolls and slips to the rim, not giving him many opportunities. And also the rest of the starters being almost glued to the three-point line and not really driving a ton in this game prevented Clax from getting some of those easy opportunities we're used to him seeing. So he finished with six points, three of seven from the field, 12 rebounds, two offensive, three assists, one steal, one block, two turnovers, and overall just a solid game. You know, obviously the expectation for Clax is a little bit higher now, so I'm not going to say this is a great game, but it was good on the boards. It was good on defense, just offensively not as involved. Uh, moving to Royce O'Neal, another solid game for him. You know, not anything dominant or amazing, but finished with 14 points, 5 of 10 from the field, 3 of 7 from 3, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, 1 block. You know, good defense for him in this game and another matchup that I think benefits him given some of the the lack of athletes that the Lakers have and also some of the limitations the players he has to defend. You know, it's not as bad if you got Russell Westbrook and you know he's not going to, you know, knock down a ton of threes in this game and you can kind of sag off. That allows Royce to use his physicality in different situations. But I think my only complaint with Royce and this is something that has been kind of a trend throughout the season. At times, he can be really hesitant offensively and not look at the rim. You know, you saw that a couple times in the fourth quarter where 
He catches a ball at the three-point line and has an opportunity to probably, you know, take a shot, hesitates, you know, stops the ball, and the Nets lose the advantage, and now all of a sudden you just wasted eight seconds on the shot clock. That's just something I think they have to evaluate, and he needs to, you know, put the ball on the floor, even make a driving kick. It's just better than standing there stopping, faking a pass that doesn't lead to anything. But overall, as I mentioned, you know, solid game for Royce, and he's continuing to play pretty well for this team. Moving over to the final two role players of the night, Joe Harris, three points, one of five from the field, one of five from three, two rebounds, three assists, one block, minus 14. You know, he's been sporadic. He's had some good moments, some good good plays. You know, there were some good moments against the Knicks, and tonight just came out poor. You know, and a lot of that's not knocking down a three-point shot and not necessarily being super involved. And I think he's a guy that just – struggles at times when there's not creation for him. You know, when he has to self-create or come off screens, you know, he's just not necessarily doing as much because the uh, the opposing team is able to give him the proper amount of attention and they understand what his limitations are, especially with that ankle injury. So again, just another rough game for Joe Harris. It's been a very hot and cold season and overall, you know, disappointing. Moving to Seth Curry, who also was disappointing tonight, finished with six points, three of 11 from the field, 0 of five from three, two rebounds. I did have zero turnovers, was minus nine and just really wasn't able to break anyone down off offensively. You know, couldn't get to his shots, get to his spots, and also missed a lot of the open opportunities he had in this game. And this is going to be the issue with Seth is offensively he's better as a catch-and-shoot guy, a guy that's going to be your third or fourth option. When he's asked to be the second option, he's going to struggle at times, and we know how poor he can be defensively. So overall, you know, Curry probably was maybe the worst Nets guard tonight, and Cam Thomas and Patty Mills were two of the best after Kyrie Irving. So just an interesting night, and I think that guard rotation continues to be questionable after Kyrie Irving. You know, Seth gives you really good games. He also gives you nights like tonight. Cam Thomas is young and doesn't necessarily understand how to be a role player and Patty Mills is past his prime and can't defend. So that guard rotation continues to be something the Nets will need to consider at the deadline. You know, it's going to be an area where they could make an upgrade and potentially, you know, add a quality player. And I think the the quality you're really looking for is just somebody who can get a bucket, can handle the basketball, can apply some pressure to the rim. You know, a lot of these guys, as I mentioned, at times the Nets offense got stagnant because they were just relying on a lot of deep threes or coming off screens. There were opportunities to drive the rim and put the ball on the floor and guys just were not looking at the rim and looking to attack. And the Lakers in this game were employing Thomas Bryant at center. You know, that that is not a great rim protector, not a very good defense player. So there were opportunities to really attack there. You know, you saw Kyrie do that, but other guys were limited. You know, Cam is the next next best best option after that. So that's an area where I think you really have to evaluate this team and see what you can add at the deadline. And it doesn't have to be, you know, an all-star level player, a guy that we've mentioned before in the podcast is a guy like Alec Burks. You know, maybe that's somebody who you can, you know, trade a couple second round picks for, move a contract like Seth Curry. But overall, you know, that's that's one of the positions you look at as we've talked about. Maybe you try to upgrade the wing spot, you know, be it a Royce O'Neal, a Joe Harris in the rotation, whatever it is, you know, getting somebody who's just a little bit more consistent or can a, a be a little bit higher of an offensive option, especially on nights without Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving or whatever it might be. And as good as De'Ron Sharp played tonight and showcased some of his flashes, they still need to look to acquire a backup big. And there's been rumblings now that Nas Reed's not on the market. So Mo Bamba could potentially be that guy. It's just 
there, there's going to have to be activity for this Nets team. I know there was a level of frustration on Nets Twitter today, given we saw some trade reports drop and nothing really included the Nets. Obviously, it's getting close. What are we, you know, less than 10 days from the trade deadline and Sean Marks needs to get active because you can see the potential and the opportunity for this team to really compete for a championship this season. And you see a lot of the pieces in place and even a lot of the role players in place. You just want to maybe insert, you know, somebody in that rotation for spot four through seven. You know, can you make an upgrade that can really elevate your team to the next level? Because obviously, the other question is Ben Simmons, who again didn't play tonight, and we have no idea when he's going to be back, what he's going to look like when he's back, what we can expect to him from a quarter to quarter, game to game basis. There's just a really a lot of question marks, and that's where it's like, who's the fourth best player in this team right now? And you know, throughout the season, it's probably been Royce O'Neal, and I think that's not ideal. You'd rather have him be your fifth or sixth guy. And, you know, try to upgrade that spot. So that's where Sean Marks really has to look to be aggressive at this deadline, try to find a move for the Nets to ascend a little bit more in the standings and continue to play well with Kevin Durant being out. You know, does that move happen before KD returns? Yeah, it could definitely could. And it seems, you know, more likely because it seems like he could potentially be back before the All-Star break, but there's also a chance he might not be back. And when he does come back, you would assume he'll be on a minutes restriction. So guys are going to have to continue to step up and the front office needs to continue to step up. And also think just quickly looking at Jock Vaughn for tonight, plenty of questionable rotation moves, you know, leaving Seth Curry in that third quarter a little bit too long with him having a poor night and other guards playing well, Utah not getting enough minutes. But I think you, you love, you know, Vaughn for a lot of the other things, you know, maybe some of the the less basketball things, the leadership perspective he talks about after the game. He loves the team and just how he challenges guys and the accountability and what he expects and what he sees. And guys have responded really well to Jock Vaughn. You know, as much as there is still a level of frustration too with his coaching, as I mentioned, the rotations also, you know, probably could have called the timeout a little bit earlier in that third quarter. Overall, he's really had a positive effect on not only the play of the team, but the vibes of the team. And I think that's something that's super important has been a major negative for this team over the course of the last season and a half. So happy with his progress as a coach this season. Hopefully he continues to get better as we approach the postseason. As I mentioned, you know, the, the role players continue to play well and Sean Marks is aggressive. But as always, big thanks everybody for listening. Check the buzz on all streaming platforms. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.